0: Hello and welcome to the State of the Fleet Industry, a weekly video series produced by Automotive Fleet Magazine. I'm Mike Antage, Editor of Automotive Fleet, and today I'd like to examine what's occurring in the fleet industry for the week of June 13th, 2022. And for this week's episode, I'd like to focus on the recent surge in gasoline and diesel prices, which are now at the highest level in the history of the country. The nationwide average price of gasoline is now over $5 per gallon, and we're only starting the peak summer driving season, which is when fuel prices traditionally increase. And in some states, such as California, the price of gasoline is close to $7 per gallon. Likewise, the price of diesel has also been skyrocketing. The nationwide average price of diesel is now $5.77 per gallon, which adds to the overall inflationary pressures because transporting freight by truck is now more expensive and these costs are being passed on to the consumer. And the forecast isn't good. Fuel analysts anticipate that gasoline and diesel prices will continue to increase throughout the summer months. And as a consequence, smaller vocational fleet operators are being forced to pass these additional costs onto their customers, which again is exerting upward pressure on inflation, which is currently running at the highest rate in the past 40 years. Today, based on an average $5 per gallon price for gasoline, it now costs approximately $119 to $130 to fill up a full-size light-duty pickup that has either a 23 or 26-gallon fuel tank. So $119 to $130 to fill up a full-size pickup. And in cities such as Los Angeles, where I live, it can cost up to $169 to fill up a full-size pickup. And depending on the nature of the fleet application, the size of the territory being covered, a fleet vehicle could conceivably be filling up every two weeks at this dollar amount. Since these vehicles are business tools, fleets will pay the higher prices as a cost of doing business. And these additional costs will simply be passed on to the customer. But the question is whether the record high gasoline prices will start what economists call Demand destruction. And this occurs when everyday consumers start to scale back on the number of miles they drive each week simply because the price of fuel is too expensive. And here's what one longtime fleet professional who works in the Southern California region said about the possibility of demand destruction. So, quote, sadly, I'm expecting $8 per gallon gas by September in Southern California. 40 years ago, a wise soul said, That the only cure for high prices was high prices. At some point, higher prices will reduce consumption. This should accelerate the sale of EVs, end of quote. And another factor that's contributing to today's higher fuel prices is that oil refineries in the US are currently running at 92% capacity, which for all intents and purposes is full capacity. Plus, there's not been a new high-capacity oil refinery built in the U.S. in the past 45 years. The last one built was in 1977, which is the Marathon facility in Garyville, Louisiana, which has the capability of refining 578,000 barrels of oil per calendar day. And this is the third largest refinery in the country, but nothing of this size has been built in over four decades. Admittedly, in 2019, there was a smaller refinery that came online in Texas, but it only refines 33,000 barrels per day. And the reason there's been such a standstill in building new oil refineries in the U.S. comes down to a term called NIMBY, and it's an acronym which stands for Not My Backyard. Realistically, who wants a refinery in their neighborhood? There is a tremendous public opposition to the creation of a new refinery, which means that for the foreseeable future, there will continue to be refining constraints in the U.S. And to supplement these refining constraints in the continental U.S. oil companies import refined fuel from the Caribbean, primarily from Trinidad and Tobago, uh, with Florida being the prime export destination for this refined fuel. The net result is that the strong demand for fuel by consumers And with oil refining at full capacity, industry analysts are telling us to anticipate ongoing upward pressure on fuel prices for the foreseeable future. So I asked myself, currently vehicle depreciation is the number one expense for fleets and the number two largest expense is fuel. Will higher fuel prices cause this relationship to flip? If fuel prices continue to increase and vehicle resale values continue to remain strong, reducing depreciation expense, can we anticipate that fuel will eventually exceed depreciation as fleet's number one expense? We'll have to wait to see if fuel prices do indeed start to come down at the end of the summer as uh, some are anticipating. But as they say, fuel prices have a tendency to go up quickly and to come down slowly. So to conclude this week's episode, Let's shift gears and assess new vehicle factory ordering trends. Many fleet order banks are now open for 2023 models, and most new vehicle orders are being placed under a controlled allocation system. So for now, it's a waiting game for deliveries to arrive. But the feeling continues to linger among fleet managers that retail buyers continue to be given higher priority than fleet buyers. And this feeling was reinforced by a recent observation from a fleet dealer who said, Quote, I have dozens of 2022 models that are setting in my fleet order bank since last September, yet if we put in a retail order, it gets built right away, end of quote. And likewise, new vehicle inventory levels on dealer lots continue to remain tight, which has a direct bearing on the availability of vehicles for out-of-stock emergency purchases. However, there's been changes in the types of vehicles available in dealer inventory due to the rapid increase in fuel prices. Cox Automotive reports that among the 30 top-selling models, full-size full trucks now have the most supply of dealerships. And according to Cox, the tightest inventories on dealer lots today are with the more fuel-efficient vehicles such as hybrids, compact cars, and small crossovers. With higher fuel prices, this is what re, uh, the retail public wants. However, Out-of-stock purchases continue to be very expensive, but if you need a vehicle, what can you do? You'll pay the dealer price. Lastly, I'd like to examine the used vehicle resale market, which continues to remain very strong. But this year, the slower delivery of income tax refund checks from the federal government has created a moderation in sales activity in the spring resale market, which is typically stimulated by the receipt of income tax returns. And to illustrate the slowness in income tax returns this year, as of May 20, 2022, only about 74% of the refunds had been dispersed by the government. This compares to the same time last year when 100% of the refunds were dispersed. And this delay is not really hurting resale values, rather this year's late refunds are temporarily keeping buyers out of the used vehicle market and simply shifting them to the summer resale market. So in summary, Anticipate order-to-delivery lead times to continue to remain long, especially for units that require upfitting. Second, higher commodity prices are continuing to impact the price of aftermarket auxiliary equipment for vocational fleets. And lastly, fleet incentive monies continue to remain diminished and there continues to be fewer price protection guarantees from OEMs. So. With this as my final observations, I'd like to conclude my State of the Fleet Industry presentation for the week of June 13, 2022, and I'd like to thank you for watching.